so we're here with another episode of the podcast. I have Sonic Boom. Say hello. Hello. What's good, y'all? Okay, so um, I'm so excited to do this because we've been talking about doing this for a long time. But you know, she's grown and busy now. So I'm just glad she came. So anyway, a trip. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Y'all didn't like coming to school. Nope. I still don't. <laughs> no. I still don't. <laughs> it's killing you to stay here for this. I already know. Okay, so um, I just feel like I don't know what it was. I don't know. I found out you were like into art and all that. I don't. I don't even know what it was. I just feel like I was just like, oh, she's so sweet. You're so sweet though. I am sweet. I, I'm sweet. To me, yeah, I think you're sweet. Nice. Okay. That's anyway, nice. but then we nice we had some good conversations. Like you were telling me, tell me a little bit about your like background. Like you know who you are, what you are. Like in terms, in terms of what, like culturally. Culturally, okay. Mm-hmm. So culturally, I'm Indian. Both of my parents are Indian. I've been raised in a very like almost traditional household. But being the artist in the family, I've always wanted to express myself. You know, and I've never really been allowed to do to, to do that because I express myself through my art, things like my tattoos, piercings, hair color, you know, uh, the music I listen to. And those were things that really clashed with what my parents believed in. Like, um, and it's also like... Indian culture is like very patriarchal or whatever like you know the father of the house or the man of the house really in control but I've always been the type to never really listen to anybody okay so you're kind of like a rebel you have your own mind though yeah definitely that's always been a problem for me and like in everything, you know, it, it's a it's a strength and a weakness, I guess you could call it blessing and a curse. Cause um, it's cool, cause I do a lot of mm, how do I say this? Like okay, okay. I feel like okay, it's been it's bad, cause in a way, cause I've never really gotten along with a bunch of people in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always been the outcast or that weird girl, you know. <laughs> but I guess that's good in a way cuz I found what I truly like, you know, myself. I've always grown up trying to be like other people or trying to fit in, but now I just, you know, realize, look, like let me bloom. See, I would have never known that like meeting you your senior year, I would have never known you tried to be like other people. Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not this year. Um, I finally started, you know, uh, learning myself, like, the beginning of high school, I guess. Like, maybe sophomore year, I think. And um, that's when I just really started uh, doing what I love doing and not caring about what everybody says. Because at the end of the day, you know, people are going to have opinions regardless, you know. Where do you think you that came from? Like, I know you – how long have you been doing – like, how long have you been into art? Because I think you said since you were little. Yeah, I've always been uh, doing art in some ways or the other. Like, I used to draw on the walls, draw on my hands. <laughs> I used to, like, mess up everything. I never um, I never really went to classes for it. I just put crayons, colors, just colors in my hand and just went with it. So when do you think that you, like, dis- like what was the change that made you, like, 
just really focus on just being yourself and like like loving like your own like self so it wasn't anything really specific or significant in general it was it was more of like just consistent like consistently people coming and going in life that just made me realize okay like only person i have is myself i just need to learn myself what do you mean like people are you talking like friends or like family yeah friends and family like uh family for one anytime i would you know finally like express myself in a way like my parents would always be negative about it or telling me like um oh like why are you painting dark things you know also like kind of criticizing your work because it's because it's just a little different yeah and yeah that and then also like I really started getting into body art um so (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh you gotta have people googling body art this is funny it's tattoos it's tattoos and stuff and um I actually got my first back piece it's like a really big tattoo down my back yeah I heard about it there's like people talk about like they're like oh yeah she did like some people just know like your I guess your your style so like when you used to like like doodle on the handouts like and then you would turn it back in people like oh I know who did that like and I was like oh my gosh I know I I do too that's exactly what I want in my life for people to you know see see my art see something I've done and be like oh that's Sonica you know I don't care if you talk good or bad mm-hmm. my name is in your mouth that's fan behavior I love yes it. I so love I was it. like I'm like oh my god you know what she does and they were like yeah she did the thing like they anyway they just that some of them notice <laughs> oh, it and it, it's crazy so they already told me about your back tattoo um yeah I got kicked out for that kicked kicked out of the house I got kicked out of the house for that um oh, wait when did you get it I got it in May. I was kicked out for about two months. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, really, it was a month. Then from there... Um, okay, wait. So how did they find out? And then, like, what happened when they said, like, what did they say? Like, just give me the rundown. Um. See, the thing is, they always knew about it. Like, I got home. I told them, guess what I did? <laughs> Because, see, the thing is, my actually, my, my first tattoo, I got it when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Okay, that tattoo, my parents did not find out about until uh, two years. Two years. They didn't find out about it for two years. And that's when, that's when um, I got my back. And they found out about that. They were like, oh, like, you know. What's everyone gonna say? Like that's not something you can hide, and oh, yeah, you know. it was so big. Right? Yeah, yeah, and there. See, the thing about a lot of Indian people, or I guess people in general that are very uh, foreign, I guess foreign foreign people, they have they have like the mindset of ah, oh, like you know, this. What's this person gonna say? What are they gonna think? You know, uh, like uncles, aunts, family. Like they talk. They talk a lot, um, and that's I guess that's one of the main reasons why I started like not caring. That's what I was gonna say. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like because they're so like heavy on worrying about like appearance and what people think right. and like what like judgment. So it makes you kind of like I don't even care anymore. I'm yeah. just gonna focus on and myself. It's, and it's like these are the type of people that they don't really know you for you. 
like they don't really know me like that mm-hmm. you know we come around each other on like family events or whatever but like as cousins and stuff like we're not close because I'm I've always been the youngest um all my cousins are at least 10 11 12 years older than me so again I've always been the outcast so it's not like a bond like mm-hmm. like best cousins and I mean you know we play around like that here and there but it's not it's not really like that like I have one cousin who does know me a little bit um like better than everybody else but she's also trying to play mom and it just gets overwhelming after a while like both of my parents trying to control what I do now my cousin trying to tell me what to do like it's just things when I'm not really even a bad kid I just I don't I don't go like you know I don't hurt anybody else I just do me so (laughs) okay so do you feel like um do you feel like all that pressure and stress like do you feel like that's um has affected you like as far as like maybe anxiety or just whatever yeah so I'm a pretty messed up person (laughs) mentally uh nah but really I do I do like suffer through a lot of um anxiety problems and the thing is the way that I cope with it is that I don't I don't cope with it um I'm not like I just I don't go like um so do you shut down yeah or do you just hold it in or both Mm, no I shut down that's that's what happens. I shut down, because uh, it's like a lot of it's led to a lot of anxiety problems, um, depression. Yeah, I feel like that really goes hand in hand, and a lot of people, um, like they don't. I I don't know. I feel like people just don't get it. Like I'm by no means a like health professional, right. mental health professional, but I mean it's I'm it's I'm depressed. Like I've had depression. I'm depressed every now and then. Like. It gets real. I have super high anxiety, but I feel like my environment plays a huge part in my anxiety. Like, yeah. so for instance, when I came here and I was like, "Oh my god, I just love y'all," because like, there's no anxiety here. At least it wasn't, mm-hmm. but it's becoming it's that. Becoming but, and then then that's the question of is it me or my environment? Like, I'm starting to feel like. I mean, I know my environment plays a huge part, but I also know that it's me as well. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. Like, see, the thing about me is um, I did realize, there was a point where I did realize, okay, I'm the reason why I'm depressed. I'm the reason why, you know, I'm anxious because I procrastinate on everything and I'm always trying to do everything, you know? Like, I always, you know, people will come to me with a whole bunch of commissions, but I also want to do, like, my own thing. I'm working on my own brand. I'm doing this and that. I'm doing all types of stuff. Then sometimes I want to go out. Sometimes I just want to stay home. You know, like, I'm always doing the next thing. I'm always chasing the next thing, I guess. And, um... But, like, that's just naturally, like, who you are. Like, I, I, I mean, I feel like... So, for me, when I say, like, my environment, I feel like ne- this was a good environment, or still is a good environment for me because I... I'm naturally like you like no I'm naturally like Mm -hmm. on the go always thinking about stuff trying to do this Mm -hmm. trying to do that and so because it wasn't overwhelming it it helped me so I feel like how do you deal with like 
being true to who you are, like knowing this is your personality, knowing this is how you are, and then also dealing with the fact that, okay, I might need to slow down because, or I might need to make a list or, you know, I don't know, you know what therapists tell you to do, like those kind of things. Like how do you balance being true to yourself and also manageable, like, so it doesn't get out of control? Well, see, that's something I'm trying to figure out right now because um, that is that's still a struggle for me, like getting. Oh, mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of gotten to a point where, you know, I was trying to figure out a way out of it, like trying to heal myself, trying to slow down everything, but I'm at a point where I'm just comfortable where I am, and that could be. That could be, you know, a bad thing because... I don't think it is, though. That's why I asked you that. Like, you know, instead of constantly fighting what makes you sad, fighting your sadness and your depression and all that, just let it play out. Like, that's kind of what I'm at because I spent all of 2019 trying to heal myself, trying to, you know, fight my, my pain, my sadness, all that. But I realized that... You know, if you want to feel love, you have to feel pain. If you want to be, um, if you want to be like good, you have to be okay with being with feeling bad. That's just what I realized. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I I feel like that is um, like that's why I asked you because I feel like you're very comfortable with who you are, even though, like you said, like I messed up mentally, like you. You're, but you're comfortable. And I feel like, I kind of feel like that's where the bond came with both of us because I kind of feel the same way about myself. Like, I get up on there, and, like, I remember this semester the kids are like, oh, my gosh, she got everything. Because I was like, y'all, I'm high anxiety, depression. Like, like let's not take it there. And they're like, oh, my God. But, yeah, ADHD, like, it's just, that's what I'm saying. But I'm comfortable with it. Like, I'm able to tell people, and I'm able to, like, let people know like look I'm not trying to really be medicated I'm just trying to chill in what I what I'm good at exactly that's exactly how I feel you know like you know self-medicating and all that you know that's that's all that's all fun and all it's good here and there but um you know it's crazy because sometimes when I do uh Mm self-medicate I feel like I am not my full potential um you know it's good to just relax your mind a little bit you know, sleep a little bit, but um, when I talk, I feel like if I'm high or whatever and I'm talking, I I feel like I'm, I'm not really thinking at the highest potential that I can think because I just think so much. Yeah, like you, because you seem like a, like you think, 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 and so anything that changes who you are is just kind of like you still have to deal with yourself at the end of the day like once that is over it's just temporary it's not it's not gonna fix anything once you snap out of it you know then you are like you know even antidepressants they make you feel numb yes and that's um another thing like the doctors will give you all this stuff and I feel like you know some people it works for them but personally for me I need to, like, be okay with who I am as a person. Exactly. And I think that's the highest, like, that's the best that you can be. But I also feel like, I don't, and I, you know, like, I don't want to make it a negative thing either. Like, I'm okay with who I am, but I don't want, like, so what my mind races. Mm-hmm. That's, who said that's a bad thing? Exactly. Like, when I'm doing the things that I love to do, 
I'm perfectly, there's no problem. You know, and that's the craziest thing that I've realized too, because when I sit down and I start painting and I put, I put a paintbrush to the, to the canvas, you know, I can sit there for eight hours. I would not even get up to get some food. I'll sit there for eight hours and I can finish the painting, start to finish in one night. And the thing is, I do have ADHD. I can't sit in one spot for more than 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, if somebody else tells me to do so. Yes. You know, unless. That's like, what I try to tell, like, and I think that's where I have, like, a conflict when it comes to, like, um, teaching because mm-hmm. I feel like if a person, like, some kids are raised with all these labels and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do this. I have ADHD or, or I need to get better. I have ADHD. You don't need, you're you. You're like perfect who you are. And so I'm, okay. I struggle with, because I'm battling, like I'm fighting what your parents have told you all these years. And I'm saying, you know, you're perfect. What are you talking right. about? Right, right. And I think that's the one thing that I just don't agree with, like with the whole system, the way it works now, especially you know, with social media and everything coming out, like, everybody just wants to, you know, label themselves as as one of the, like, as something. Like, they have some type of mental issue. And the reality of it is, is if you're a human, we all, we all battle something. You yes, know? That's, that's good. <laughs> that's why, that's why um, in psychology you learn that there's that one book. What's that book called? The, the medicating the book? All the um, all, issues. All the issues, yeah. all the phobias, all mm-hmm. the diagnosis, stuff like that. They have everything. Like, anything you can possibly think of, is like, it, is, it, is an it, issue. Yeah. It's a mental issue. <laughs> the way they label it. Like, every single thing mm-hmm. you can possibly think of. And if you go in there, you're going to find one or more things that you could be, and you could find medicine for it. But why? I feel like it's this... I, I mean, we could talk about, like, the stigma, too. Like, people say, oh, I don't need to see a therapist. And I was telling one kid, I told a kid today, like, anybody can use a little bit of counseling. Like, you're just really just expressing yourself instead of holding Mm -hmm. it in. So I think everyone could use a little bit of something. And even if they don't profession, like, go to a professional counselor, they will find themselves in a situation where they're getting counseling, whether it's they're talking to their preacher or they're talking to their teacher or they're talking to uh, their mother or friend. Like, they they will find a way. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, because we all, we all go through things in life. And that's another thing that, like, I realized why I should really just work on myself is because... Um, is because you know you never know why someone else is being like is showing hatred or you know is being bitter towards you because like I said you know we all go through things I don't know what happened to you in the morning I don't know you know who ruined your day or what what you're battling on the inside so I can't be upset at you for being upset at me you know so that's why I just anytime. yeah you kind of stay in your own yeah. little lane do your own little yeah. thing and I just. Oh, I, I admire that. Yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah, like, people know my name, but they have never heard my name in any, like, type of situation mm-hmm. before, you know. Yeah, you're so chill. But um, I want to talk about, because you say you're, like, heavy Indian culture. Like, I want to talk about the story you told me. Like, so your mom was in an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, how how does that affect your views on marriage? And just, like, <laughs> like, like, just, I guess, like, feminism in general like being a woman yeah okay so (laughs) okay so this is a deep one so the thing about this is my mom um 
she married a man that she knew for one day because her parents um, and my dad's parents put them together. Oh, my God. I've, I've been waiting on this episode. Okay, keep going. And um, she moved to America. She moved to America at 25 from India. And before that, she had lived with her parents, her brother, yeah, her brother's family and everybody. So, like, everybody lived in one apartment. And that's where she lived her whole life. And my dad, he actually had moved down here um, when he was 18 by himself. No money, no nothing, just by himself. And my mom did too. So my mom doesn't have any family here. All of her family is still in India to this day. And it's about 20 years later. So... Um, yeah, so that, um, arranged marriage, like, it came with a lot of things, like, a lot of mysteries, like, you never really know a person's true colors until you've seen them in every situation, and things like that, and that was definitely, um, like, a lot of surprises. Do you think that you could ever be in an arranged marriage? Never. I could never, because, um, (laughs) I mean, because... Again, like just people come through, a, come with a lot of trauma, and you never know what type of trauma they can put on you and your family. Just and the thing is, my parents' marriage kind of made me a little cynical about marriage in general. <laughs> yeah, like being consistently like told what to do and felt like you're controlled, and then like it was a lot of like abuse and like mental and physical abuse in the family. Uh, ever since I was young, like my oldest memories type thing. So, so do you? So do you feel like you could never be married? No. See, the thing is, I kind of do. I would. I. I would like that. I wouldn't necessarily say marriage in general, but I would like a partner for life. You know. But I honestly feel like that's gonna come for me later in life, like way later in life, just because I know. Like, I don't really, um, that's not really my, my priority right now. I need to get myself, you know, financially stable, emotionally stable, mentally stable and everything before adding another person in. Do you feel like seeing, like, what your mom went through, um, it, that made you want to, like, foc- shift your priorities and make your focus but, like, is it similar for a sibling that you may have? Like, do they have the same focus or are they leaning more toward, like, traditional views? So, I mean, my sister is only 14, so it's not really like that. She just, you know, lives her life, yeah, whatever. whatever. Right. But, no, nah, honestly, uh, really what it was is I went through a bad heartbreak in my uh, junior year. Mm-hmm and that heart so that's why you were healing all last year yes yes that's why so with that um that heartbreak came with a lot of lessons that I learned and one of them was that I was um it like that you know like it's a cycle love is a cycle like what your parents put you through and then what you end up going through in your life in the future it's almost a cycle and I wanted to break that cycle because I started noticing that, like, yeah, I started noticing patterns in, like, my parents' relationship and my relationship that, um, you know, kind of confiding into somebody 
fully and like letting them hurt you consistently and you just staying and going with it because see like in in my parents relationship that was kind of the case that like you know my mother would just bear the pain and she wouldn't even like that's what she knew that's all she knew as love and that's all she had like you're in a new country like Mm -hmm. oh my god yeah and you know she was pregnant with me literally a month after um they got married and you know obviously like they try looking through abortion and stuff but my mom like with abortion and like indian tradition tradition it's not it's not really it's not good you'll get talked about you know it's kind of a sin i guess um and Mm -hmm. my and my mom didn't have any family here to to support her help her with that so she just had me and you know, I so now well, maybe it was kind of expected though. Like, hey, you're getting married, you're gonna have kids, right? Or do you think she, they, she wasn't ready? Like, no, my mom, my mom definitely wasn't ready. Like, my mom has been more independent as a person, like when she was in India compared to other daughters or other women in India. Cause I guess, like, like women weren't really allowed to work or go to school much or whatever. It wasn't really common. Like you would go to grade school and then you're going to take care of the family at home or you're going to get married off and whatnot. But my mom instead, like after grade school, she went and got her um, bachelor's and she got her doctors and all that. But doing um, like her own job, like computer science and stuff like that. So uh, with that, she moved here to America to work, but they married her off in America. So, you know, she wanted to pursue what she loved doing. So maybe some of like some of her spirit of independence is definitely in you, even yeah. though she's yeah. in a situation where she can't really be like like the full extent. Like you're the full extent. Well, honestly, the thing about them is is my mom can still leave right now, be completely independent. She yeah. could Yeah, of course she now could. she could. Yeah, yeah, now she could, but like I'm just saying that she even if she wanted to earlier, she could. It was just the like the thoughts of her parents, you know, asking the about maybe and like the judgment. Yeah, the judgment that would that would end up hurting her more. But um But, yeah, so, so you know, like, those things. I feel like the judgment thing is that, like, I feel like, like, you know how when you, like, read books and you watch movies, there's, like, a theme? I feel like judgment is, like, a theme in the back of yeah. your, like, life. And then you have, like, this, like, this push to just say, oh, you're going to judge me bad. Bet, bet, let's judge. So, like, I'm just... Give me some judge. Yeah, but I I feel like at the end of the day, that's you. And that's great. I just... That arranged marriage thing is just still, like, for me, it's just so, like, interesting because, you know, like, I know people who are stuck in marriages or so-called stuck in marriages and they pick the person. So it's like, wow. I I can't even imagine, like, an arranged marriage. Like, I just feel like it's so interesting. And then to be a product of that. Do you feel like, do you ever, like, did you ever, like, feel like you're, I don't know, like, uh, now, yeah, she got me. Like, like, do do you ever feel like, I don't know, like, do you feel like, like you're a burden or like you're the reason of course of course no why (laughs) i do just because um i'm not the average joe 
Okay, I'm not I'm not the average Joe. My mom, you know, had me early in her life at 25. And, like, now to think about it, I have friends that are 25. And just, just thinking about, think about how they could, like, some of them, they don't even know what type of job they want to do in their life yeah. at this point. And, you know... It's just different to think about, like, now, with the times being now, like, 25 is early. But I'm sure back then, 25 was, like, a normal age to get married, to mature, and whatnot. But um, now, like, I guess the burden comes with, because, you know, I have not made it easy, for sure, because... uh, Again, like I did say, I am different. I've always been different. I've always depended on my mom as, like, the person that I fall back on. Because, you know, I never really had, like, friends to fall back on like that. So my mom would be my person. Oh, well, let's talk about that. So what do you mean, like, friends? Like, I feel like you're not, like, so many kids are saying this nowadays. And I don't know, like, like they just don't really have, like close friends or it's just like you just see people you're like hey like it's and it's to the point where it used to be like okay just if you're a little awkward you might have that but now it's kind of to me it seems like so many kids are doing like they don't really have like the close Mm -hmm. friends so I mean just what's up with that maybe it's is it a city thing because you know I don't know it could look it could be the city thing because (laughs) because Atlanta Gwinnett in general, Gwinnett, everybody knows everybody, but nah. Anyways, that's that's a whole topic for a different, <laughs> that's a topic for a different time. If you mean like like, is it just gossiping? There's just drama that you don't want to be a part of, or is it that like people move a lot and it's like whatever? Or is it like I feel like I feel like the kids like I've been in like communication with lately, like they rarely have like a close just like close friends. Yeah, nah. See. I can speak for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, the thing about friends is I tried that. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, with friends comes expectations. It comes more than love. It comes loyalty. And that's something that I learned that expectations are overrated, you know, um, loyalty is just an idea, and um, people do what they gotta do in this gruesome world. It's every man for themselves, because every I feel like personally, it's not that many people. I mean, I guess it's a lot of people that are selfish, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, most people are, like, just naturally selfish. Every now and then you'll have a couple people who go out their way. And that's something, like, even I had to learn as an adult, like, mm-hmm. like you said, I really wrote it down, expectations overrated. I'm sorry, still a bit quote. Yes, as you should. I am, like, I already said. Okay, so, I'm, but, because I feel like for kids, okay, like, so, you know, I teach. So, it's like every time I turn around, it's a student saying, well, that teacher I mean it's a teacher or they should be better than that or it's my mom she should do better than that but like you said expectations are overrated because everybody's dealing with their own thing and mm-hmm. then they're not like like just because they're your parents don't mean they're supposed to 
you know, like in a perfect world, they're supposed to nurture you and care for you. But, but in the, the real world, is, it might they not. don't. The reality is not everybody does because people have different capacities to handle different things. See, I, I personally, um, I heal myself so that I can be the giver so that you can do whatever, you know, like, and that's the crazy thing. Like, uh, that's the sad thing, I guess, in a way. But I, I like it. Like, um, the way people look at it is nowadays that like being uh, so selfless and like giving others and helping others um, is almost like oh why you doing that like you you a bee mm-hmm. you know you a, why you yeah. acting like a why you acting like a pussy or you know whatever like um like I feel like you're very like self aware like I try to tell like every time I'm like well, I try to acknowledge it when I know that, like, young adults, kids are self-aware. And I feel like it's a very good strength to have in the future, mm-hmm. like, to kind of know who you are. And, like, so whenever you get in certain situations, because they're going to come, that you'll at least, like, know, like, who you are. And then it's also, like you said, so being selfless, like, I deal, I, I deal with this where I'm, like, like, I worry, I care a little too much. A little too much, right? And you feel like, you know, there was a point where I felt like I was just being drained consistently by the people around me. And that's why, like, um, as a friend, I felt I was being drained. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I would always be there for them. But when I needed them, where were they type of thing, right? But... Um, And I started, like, looking at it like a really, really bad thing, you know, that, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm doing these things and they're not doing anything back for me. But that's back to expectations. You can't have those type of expectations because you're going to be defeated in the end. Because people... They'll never live up to them. They don't live up to your expectations. They do what they got to do to survive. And if they need to take your love because they don't have have any themselves then so be it like you need my love more than i need it <laughs> you know so i feel that. like when like w- what you said about like being selfless and like healing yourself and all that in combination i think if you know the type of person you are so mm-hmm. like for me i'm very like uh, i care too much i'm always worrying about people's well-being mm-hmm. um and you're right, like, I had times where I had to step back and yeah. just, like, work on myself because it's like, mm-mm. You need to recharge, mm-hmm. you know? You need to recharge and, like, do things for yourself. And that's what I was doing for a whole year. But, um, and I don't know if I'm ready for, like, oh, like, like close-knit yeah. relationships any kind of relationship yeah like close-knit relationships because you might go back to your old ways. yeah I don't want to go back to my old ways right now um at least just because I know I need to work on myself a lot like in the process of helping other people I kind of let go of myself Mm -hmm. but that cannot really make sense because how are you going to help people when you haven't helped yourself yeah and it's like um it's codependency which sucks that it is that but I know Oh, I hate that. I'm like, I say it with so much shame because that's, that's really what it is. And so, um, 
I just, I like, see, that's another thing about, like, that self-awareness. Okay, so we talked about friendships. We talked about arranged marriages, judge, judgment, yes, healing, heartbreak. What do you think is a good amount of time for somebody to get over, like, a broken heart? I feel like healing does not have a time. Of course you do. <laughs> because, you. no, because honestly, I have never been the type to be hung over somebody ever in my life. Like, I'm still 18, okay? But recently, up until this point, the amount of losses that I have endured, I have not taken that long, you know? I just get over it because um, people come and go. But... I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know what type of spell I was put under. But, you know, he's Haitian. So <laughs> he's Haitian, so no telling. But, um, <laughs> but ah, it took me a year and some change. Like, it took me a long time. And I think that was because um, in that process... I was just learning so much about myself. Do you do you feel like you have anger issues? Oh yeah. Okay. Because I, I like in my mind I had a vision like I feel like you were like because you talk about like healing and finding. I feel like in the beginning of this heartbreak you probably were like I was. Woo, woo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it started off with all those all those tattoos all of those I have six I got all of them in like two months mm -hmm. <laughs> okay except for my first one um it started with that then it popped off i would get angry all the time like for me my sadness would turn into anger yeah like that's why that yeah you, that's why you yeah. that 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 painting t that painting meant something else like completely like that that's what that is yeah you know it says it says if you're sad just go mad mm -hmm. and that's how I was going. I was going mad. Yeah. Um, you seem like you I got feel, a little feisty. Because I feel like for me, I just, <coughs> I like being in control. And those are feelings that I could not control. And I was just so upset. I was like, how could I let myself get to this point? I was mad at myself. I was not mad at him. Yeah, like it's a cycle. Yeah. You get mad. Then you get mad at yourself. Then you get mad. Yeah, like, first I was mad at him and everybody else involved. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh-uh. Okay, okay. I, I don't want to see your face. The face you're making right now is just too much. This <laughs> is bringing back too much stuff. It's bringing back too much. <laughs> but, I mean, I just, I thought maybe, because we never talked about anger issues. Like, personally, we never talked about it. But I could tell, like, most times when people need time to heal like that, it's a lot of like anger involved and rage. I know for me it is. Yeah. I have anger problems too, but they flare up every now and then, and it's like yeah. then you're mad at yourself that they flared up. Yeah, and then I I will cope. I will cope through my art. Yeah, I yeah, tell. like and that's why um I don't hang up any of my art around my house Cause it's anymore because it's a lot of my feelings, and uh, I guess that was one of the problems that I would do. Like I would like paint all my emotions into it and then I would hang it up above my bed no before and I started like realizing like my energy just it's going down and down going to haunt you. right and so like I literally moved out of that room 
Like, you know, first I cleaned it, moved all my furniture everywhere, did, like, all types of cleaning, and then, you know, burnt some sage and yeah. Palo Santo and all that. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, that did not work. And I had to move out of my room, and now I'm living in the basement, like, where there's more uh, air, fresh air, because my yeah. basement is, like, ground level. So, um, and the art is still in that room. The art, no, I I took the art off of the walls, I put them in bags, and really, I just want to sell them, sell them, yeah. And I I think you should because, and I I am because I just need to get rid of all that like hurt that just it just keeps being rebared, like dug up, yeah, yeah, like it's because that's your like that's. Like, some people do things out of a hobby, right? Or they do things just because it's fun to them. Mm-hmm. But your art is, like, really, like, it's your feelings. So when, you, when you're when you dealing with feelings involved, because everybody, like, like, they don't do things for feelings. Like, even, like, songwriters. Some of them just do it because they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. But when you do it with your feelings involved, you definitely got to get rid of it, sell it. Like, it got to go. Because it's your feelings, and you're just, it's therapy for you. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And I feel like that's one of the things that I'm lacking right now in my life. Because, like, recently I've been going through a lot of things. So just mentally, though, like by myself, I've been going through a lot of things. And um, I have been alone in a lot of them. I can't really talk to anybody about it. Uh, And um, I've also been trying to make some money. So I've been, like, doing a whole bunch of commission pieces and, like, I've been working on some fashion, like, brands and stuff, like, collabing with them and doing art for other people. And I've been getting paid for it. But um, in that in that process, like, when I'm doing things for other people, I can't really put my emotion yeah. into my art. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really had a way to express myself. So... that I mean, that, that makes sense because yeah. now it's a job. Yeah. Opposed and, to therapy. So you still have to find time for that. Right. And, like, I haven't been able to put my soul into my pieces the way that I usually do. So it's like I procrastinate on some of the pieces because, you know, I'm over here ready to break down and I have to go paint a portrait. Like, <laughs> I think that's so true because, like, sometimes you know how you, like, you listen to, like, albums or whatever. And you're like, oh, my God, what happened to the old such and such? Like, right. I missed that. But I was telling, like, we were talking about it, like. It's years of that pain that went into that one album, and now it's a job. So Right. I still listen to the old music. I listen to old weekend, mm-hmm. old everything. Because you can tell the difference, like, when it's, like, years of pain and, like, experience versus, I just, I let me do this, get this check. But, you know, you don't, you can't get mad. Get check. Right. Like, you can't get mad because it is what it is. But right. how do your parents feel about, like, you getting commission, like, like making your own money? Like, are, are they encouraging? Like, what are they doing? Yeah, they love it. They love it. Um... It's good for them, I guess, because, you know, they see me painting things other than my feelings and stuff. So, oh, And also they feel like, okay, look, you're taking it serious. Right, right. They do think that. Um, and I've always, I've always had a job, so yeah. I've always been making my own money regardless. But um, I used to make, I actually used to make a lot of money at my old job, but then I quit. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just making nine dollars an hour, which is okay, you know. I'm grateful for it, but I could, you know, I was I came from a much higher 
yeah, pay, pay things to now. And so now most of my money is from uh, my art. And it's a good thing, though, because I'm going to be putting that towards, you know, my apartment, a car. Yeah. Do you feel stuff. more pride in that money, like, than you do a normal job? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's just, you know, that's always been my thing. Like, I'm always going to make my own money. That's how I feel. Uh, and see, that's what I was talking about. Like, when I say you got a little bit of your mama in you and you don't even know it, like, it's just running in your blood because of that. Like, mm-hmm. you're, because you, you told me you had a job before. So it's like you always been working and now you're taking this to another level. So, okay, so we're going to wrap it up. I want to ask you, mm-hmm. what advice would you give someone who's like, trying to find what they like to do or maybe not even or or maybe they're afraid to like go hard on what they actually enjoy okay so right so my advice to y'all is like I said before expectations are overrated okay you just need to go with the flow if you love doing something you got to go for it because we all live this one life you know, we all have our own world. So you make your reality what what you want to make it. Um, and just just go at it. Like, people are always going to say stuff. People are always going to say something, whether it's good or whether it's bad. So why would it matter? It shouldn't matter, in fact. Because um, at the end of the day, you're the one that's getting the money in your pocket. You're the one that's feeling satisfied. You know, you're the one that gets to, you know, do do whatever. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it to your best extent because you're the only person who can set expectations for you. That's good. Good job. Oh, that was good. Okay, well, I guess um, I'm so glad you came. I can't wait to release this. I'm going to tell you I'm going to do it. So um, just tell everybody bye. All right, bye, y'all. You know. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that was good. Good, 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 good. Was it? Yes. Yeah.